Hi, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm Chuck Ammons, teaching pastor at Overflow Church in Brandon, Florida, and we are here to help you receive the Father's love and to release it to everyone you encounter everywhere. Wherever you're listening from today, your God adores you. I pray this message elevates and ignites your faith. On this podcast, you will find biblical messages to activate your faith, as well as our You Asked For It series, where we address your questions about trusting God's goodness as Father and living out His fullness as beloved sons and daughters. To find out more about Overflow Church, visit us at myoverflowchurch.com or on Facebook at Overflow Church Brandon. We'd also love to encourage you to check out our book, Life in the Overflow, and its accompanying devotional at Amazon.com. So, um, we've been in a message series, Built to Last, and um, Pastor Chuck, our teaching pastor, lead pastor, had asked uh, me to uh, share the message today, and being that Valentine's Day is tomorrow, I thought, wow, let's talk about um, what it means to build a relationship that will last. And so, of course, I went to my partner, and I said, Robin, I said, uh, let's do this message together, and let's come up with, with ten rhythms, right, ten foundations, ten pillars that we built our marriage on. And so I said, you come up with your five, and I'll come up with my five, because you only have so much time. And I thought, you know, uh, there may be some, you know, some overlap. And as it turns out, they were completely different. Her five were completely different from my five. And I was like, you know what, that's how it's meant to be. Because each of you brings something uh, to the table that strengthens it and strengthens that relationship. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And happy Valentine's Day, honey. Thank you. You really so, surprised me. I There's know. flowers and chocolate. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> so repeat after me. Resolutions, Resolutions. With, rhythms. with rhythms, results, results. and success. success. You want to have success in your relationships. Yes, we need to make resolutions. Resolutions are agreements that we make with ourselves, with God, with others concerning something that we see that needs to change in our lives. So resolutions are good. Say, resolutions are good. They are. I make New Year resolutions. I make resolutions uh, during my birthdays. I, I, I evaluate my life. I look at things uh, that need to change, maybe about my finances. Um, maybe about my relationships, maybe about my health, but the resolutions are good. They're agreements. We're, we're seeing something that can be better. And so we make that agreement with ourselves, with God, with others who come alongside us and help us. But too often, people make resolutions without the rhythms. The rhythms are the habits that are formed that help you to keep the resolutions. So resolutions with rhythms equal results. And so uh, Rob and I, we have uh, come together now here with 10 uh, rhythms that we'd like to share with you. And our goal is that you will make them your rhythms. Now obviously there's more than 10 and some of you will have some different than uh, we have because obviously we had five that were very different, each of us. 
Uh, and so we want to encourage you, though, to take these 10 rhythms and, uh, and to talk about them. So in a relationship that you want to build to last forever, to last, um, work on each one, one week. So there's 10, so it'll be 10 weeks. So you start with one, and, and by the time you get with week three, don't forget one and two. Keep, keep work on those. Build it up. And we believe uh, that these 10 rhythms will help you uh, to build a relationship that lasts. So I think uh, I think I began uh, the rhythm with rhythm number one, uh, which I believe is the key uh, to uh, any relationship that's going to last, and that is to forgive quickly, to forgive quickly, to forgive easily. So you, you're going to see a meme, and there's a young uh, young girl there, and she's pondering, she's thinking, and she's thinking in her head, well, I apologize to him in my heart. And if he don't hear it, that's on him. Well, that's not exactly uh, what I was thinking here concerning this first rhythm of forgiving quickly. Listen, uh, in any relationship, it doesn't really matter who you're married to. And, and I'm, I'm married to a very gentle, spirited person. It doesn't cross your boundaries. But it really doesn't matter in a marriage or you're in a friendship, whatever relationship you're in, uh, that person is going to say something eventually or do something that's going to hurt you, that's going to wound you, uh, that's going to disappoint you. And so you need to know in advance, not be surprised, ah, they hurt me. No, no. They're going to do, you're going to be in a relationship, they're going to say things or do things that are going to bother you. So you need to be ready. You need to be quick to forgive. Uh, otherwise, what's going to happen is the, these grudges, are, are going to build up in your heart, and then those grudges are going to turn to resentment. That resentment is going to turn to bitterness, and you're going to be full of anger, full of anger toward the other person, and then that anger is going to spill out into your other relationships. So I love the scriptures. It's so practical. Ephesians 4, uh, the Apostle Paul tells us you know, what to do about that anger and, and how to handle it. So he says, in your anger, do not sin. Now, he doesn't say don't be angry. He says, when you're angry, there's a way to hit the mark. Because sin is amartya, which means you miss the mark. So there's a way uh, of, of reaching the mark, of doing something uh, with your anger uh, that will be beneficial and helpful and not hurtful. He says, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Forgive as God has forgiven you. And so, uh, wow, 39 years, and um, you've had to do a lot of forgiving uh, over those 39 years. I haven't really had to do too much, but every once in a while I would. Uh, so on Saturday nights, Saturday nights, you know, uh, when I was you know, the main speaker, lead pastor here, and preaching every Sunday, it seemed like we saw a pattern of us getting in fights on Saturday nights. Saturday nights, uh, yep. It was crazy. It was like, ah, oh, every Saturday night. And because I, I really believe the scriptures, and I take it literally, so I would, I would keep us up all night because I didn't want to be standing on Sunday morning preaching and have an ought against you or you have an ought against me. And so I literally sometimes would keep us up all night until we would Trying resolve. to solve a problem, yeah. yes, and trying to fix a problem. And so it says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, right? So that means that you should have all the problem, like, fixed by, what, 638 or something, whenever yeah, right. the sun sets, right? 
Um, and so we tried. Yeah, we did our best. Yeah. But what ends up happening is that you, the emotions begin to really increase. And then you end up saying and doing things that you regret later on. So I think that, and one of the things that we've learned is that sometimes it's really wise to step away. Um, just to get in your own space and to allow yourself to calm down. Sometimes you need the rest. And, um, and what we've discovered is that as we, as we rest and step away and then we wake up the next day, one of two things happens. The first is that you realize, oh my gosh, that was the stupidest Stupid fight we ever own. had well, in our lives. Yeah, like uh-huh. what was the deal there? I'm yeah. so sorry. But then the other thing is you realize, okay, this really is yeah, an issue, and, and we're going to need to deal with it. But Saturday night wasn't the night. Yeah, so the principle in not letting the sun go down on your anger is deal with it. You know, not th- right then. Sometimes you need to take a couple of days. So what we decided, once we began to see these patterns on Saturdays uh, of us fighting, uh, and sometimes on the way to church, I know none of y'all have ever experienced that before. Sorry, you know. Um, but we, we, we kind of made an agreement. We said, okay, if we see something uh, that's going to stir some emotions that could result in us having anger, right, we, w- we would wait until Monday. Wait until Monday. Yeah, so and, and hold that anger. Yeah. Let's deal let's with deal it with on it. Monday. Yeah, so we would deal with it, though. We'd right. find a safe time uh, to be able to deal with it when the emotions had kind of decreased. So the principle there is, is don't let that anger become a grudge. Don't let it sit there. And, and become resentment and bitterness. So, so deal with it, deal with those things. So that's why we really encourage you, those of you who have not had an opportunity yet, uh, you know, to go through the restoration manual. It's, on, it's free. Um, you know, we, we wrote that together, or uh, we are one now, so I know that you wrote it, but can I have some, some credit for the restoration manual? All right, thank you. So, uh, so we wrote that together. Uh, I think I added a word or two, so I get some credit. Um, but uh, it really will help you deal with some of the, some of the wounds in, in, in the relationships that you want to build so that they last. So let's look at rhythm number two. All right, rhythm number two, get support from others, counselors, friends, family. Doctor, so you see there a meme uh, that I have, a doctor asking the patient, so are you involved in any dangerous sports? And so the guy says, well, sometimes I disagree with my wife. Now, this would never apply to you. Huh? I just want you to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, so Proverbs 15.22 says, without counsel, plans fail, but with advisors, they uh, succeed. And so when I was thinking about this one, I actually thought of the Dead Sea outside of Israel, and, and we went there. It was a really, really cool place. But what makes it a dead sea that fish can't swim there is that there is no fresh water that's coming into it. And in the same way, sometimes we get stagnant when we don't have input from other people in our lives, wise counselors um, or really good trusted friends. And, And the time not or the place not to share the problems that you're having in your marriage it's not Facebook. It's not social. Um, it's it's not the social sites that you're going to get on, or it's not a large prayer group, right? Um, I have an unspoken. We used to say this in, in our church. I have an unspoken prayer deal. request. Yeah, and I was always the unspoken. They knew it. So <laughs> they always knew it. So that is so not. Thank you for stop doing that. I really appreciate that you don't do that anymore. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, we're going to have to go home and practice number one. All right. So, um, so I really want to encourage you that if, if you need to, it's okay to connect with a counselor because, um, or a, a really trusted friend because they're going to help you to see the truth. And sometimes the truth is that you're a part of the problem too, right? And somebody who's a really trusted friend or somebody who is a good counselor is going to help you see that and is going to help you navigate through some of those issues. And, you know, we've been through marriage counseling, but there was a time when Len didn't want to go. So, you know, if you're at a place where your spouse doesn't want to go, but you really feel like you need it, go alone. It's worth it. You know, because I, I thought our marriage is great, you know. Uh, I didn't realize that she actually wanted me to talk to her. <sighs> Come on. And so, uh, and it was humbling. We were in seminary. I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm getting ready to, to, to be a pastor. And she wants to go see marriage counseling. Um, but it was the best thing we ever did. But it was humbling. It was difficult. But it was the best but thing. But it was great. Best thing yeah, we ever did. We needed it. So healthy relationships take a village. They take others. And, and Overflow Church we would say it this way, healthy relationships take missional community. So I want to encourage you to be in a missional community. It will help strengthen your relationships, which leads us to rhythm number three. Focus on the positive. Whatever you focus on is going to grow. So if you focus on the positive in your relationship, whether it's a friendship with your children or your marriage, that's what's going to grow. If you focus on the negative, then that's what's going to grow as well. So whatever you focus on will determine the direction of your relationship. So you see the meme there, and, and guys, this is really good advice. So always love a woman for her personality. They have like 10, so you can choose. Okay, obviously a woman did not have any say in which memes were shown here today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so in Revelation, uh, it begins with Jesus writing seven letters uh, to the churches in the country of Turkey today. And I, I love what he says to the church of Ephesus. And Jesus is writing this letter. What would he say to Overflow? So this is what he said to the church of Ephesus. You know what? You are dutiful. I see all the things that you're doing. You're, you're, doing, you're doing the work of the ministry, but I have this one thing against you. You've lost your first love. You've forgotten why you are doing all these things for the ministry, why you're doing all these things for me. And, you know, the Bible is so practical. This is what Jesus said to the church in Ephesus. Go back and do the things that you did at first. Go back and remember why you started doing those things. So I, I have said to couples on many occasions, you know, you know, if you've lost that love and feeling, right, your, your, your marriage or your relationship has become stagnant or boring or it's become, you know, toxic, go back and remember why you fell in love in the first place. You know, what was it about that person that attracted you? You know, what did you admire about them? What did you like about them? Because those things are still there. I promise. They're still there. 
But what happens is you begin to focus on the negative. And by the way, those things were there as well. You know that? In that person. But in the early years, the early months, early weeks of the relationship, you just choose not to see those things. You choose to focus on the positives, the things that you love about them, because they're complimenting you. Just like when, when I said to Robin, hey, will you help me do this message? Let's come up you know, with 10 rhythms or, or 10 pillars, 10 foundations that we built our, our marriage on. And she had five. I mean, there, were, there, was no, there was no overlapping. She had five completely different than, than I, and I. And I thought, wow, that makes sense. Because each of us are bringing something to the marriage. But it also means there's something we're not bringing to the marriage as well. There, there are weaknesses. There are blind spots. So the Bible says in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and, and I love this passage, Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, you know the all circumstances he's talking about are the difficult ones, right? It's easy to give thanks when all thing, everything is going good. But it's during the difficult circumstances is what he's saying, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I think the Bible is so practical. And the reason why it says to give thanks even when things are tough, because it's impossible to give thanks to someone, to be appreciative, to say, I admire this in you, and also to be negative and critical. It is impossible because your focus is on that which you appreciate, that which you love about them. So if you're continually giving thanks, man, you're going to keep the negative out of your marriage. And so I just want to encourage you, stay focused on the positive because what, whatever you're focusing on, that's what, what's growing. So if you have a negative marriage or if you have a negative relationship, then you're, you're focusing on the wrong things. You need to say thank you a lot. You need to say I appreciate you and, and I admire you. And that's one of the things that I'm intentionally doing that with Robin is to say the things that, every little thing. I said, you know, she makes it, I, th I thank her every time for dinner, whatever else that I see. And I like the, the verse in Philippians chapter 4 where it says to fix your thoughts. And that word fix, you know, to me it's like, okay, this is an intentional thing, right? It doesn't happen by accident. You make a decision to fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. And when you focus on those things, then what's the end result? It says that the God of peace, yes, peace. will be with you. Which leads us to rhythm number four. All right, number four. Communicate. Communicate your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your disappointments, and allow your spouse to share theirs. And, and listen to one another. So you see uh, the meme I have, it, it, it's, a, it's a wife, and she's pregnant, and she's sending her husband out on a really important assignment. Uh, actually, you sent me out on this assignment. Get whatever baby monitor you think is best. I trust your judgment. So how many times did I bring a, an iguana home, a blue tongue, a blue tongue uh, skink, uh, uh, a ghost lizard? Um, Too many. Luke and I counted our turtles last night. We had 18 turtles and, right. uh, and then six tortoises outside. So one day I'm going to bring home that baby monitor. I just want you to know that because we have two grandchildren coming up. So I'm going to get the right one. A puppy's good enough for me. Oh, so stay, stay with me here. All right, all right stay with all me. Right. All right. So, so you see the next meme, uh, stimulus hits. Remember when the government sent us checks, and if you had more children, you had a bigger check. So, so the wife says, honey, 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 please, don't buy something that you don't need. That's me right there. I, I'm bringing home Stemba. 
right? Stemba. So me and my four sons, we've always talked about what it would be like to own a lion. Oh, it would be so cool. All right. So moving on. Oh, no, we got one more. No, we got one more. So, uh, by the way, I, I just want to say up front, this would never apply to you, this one. All right, this, this one. This one's for all, all the guys out there. This one, this one doesn't. So if a woman says to you, just do what you want. Do not do what you want. Stand still. Do not blink. Do not answer. Don't even breathe. Just play dead. I get to pick the memes next time. All right. So 1 Peter 3, 7 says to honor your wife, treat her with respect and understanding as you live together. And uh, I think there's a misconception about women that all women want or need is love. But we see here that the scripture says, no, women need respect as well. And then there's a passage uh, in Ephesians 5 that says, wives, respect your husband. But I'm here to say that husbands need love, too. Yes, we do. That I see love and respect as two sides of the same coin. You can't have one without the other. So men need love. Women need love. Men and women, husbands and wives, need to be heard. They need to be able to express their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions without feeling shamed or ridiculed but where they can be vulnerable in a safe place. And, you know, this, this communication, it, it comes easier for one of you. Like for me, I, I literally had no, I had no idea, I had no clue on, I knew how to get married. I didn't know how to have a happy, I didn't know how to really communicate with this, this com- communication expert that I was married to who wanted me to talk to her. And so I, I needed help. I needed someone to teach me. He says when he grew up, all they did was grunt at yeah, each other. Yeah, we did. We just grunted and played football together and got right. in fights. And, you know, so uh, to actually talk to you. And you kept, yeah. saying, you kept saying to me, you know, Len, you're, you're a dutiful husband. You do all the right things. It's like Jesus when he wrote to the church Ephesus. But I don't have your heart. I, I want your heart. And I would say, honey, I, I don't really know how to give you my heart. You've you got to teach me that. I don't, I don't really know how. So yeah, it's is about a skill. communication. Yeah, and communication is a skill. It's something that comes naturally to some, but not so naturally to others. But it doesn't mean you can't learn it. When you were a baby, you didn't know how to walk. And guess what? You learned how to walk. You fell down a bunch of times, but you learned it. When you got a job, there was a skill set that you had to learn, and maybe there was a vertical learning curve, but you did it. You learned it. And so communication is the same way. It's a skill, and it's something that you can learn. And there's so many really good resources out there. Great YouTube videos, podcasts, TED Talks. Len Talks. I love those. Len Talks are awesome. Len, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so. Yeah. My boys love the Len Talks, by the way. Great. Right here in the front. Yeah, it has. It's brought a lot of nightmares, hasn't it, babies? Um, But I just want to say to never make excuses for um, not knowing how to communicate your thoughts and your feelings. You have to start somewhere. So share yours and allow the other 
to share theirs as well. Yeah, don't just say, well, I'm a lion, beaver personality. You know, we, we don't talk. We, we accomplish things. Didn't go over real well with you, did it? No. Len always wanted to show me that he loved me by beating me in basketball or a game. Or... Beating you. I'm glad she, like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, not, not that, that kind. You know. Oh, wait. We're on, oh, gosh, we're on Facebook Live. Yes, we are. Oh. I've never beat her, all right? No, I know, right? But, but I, you know, I, I, she was like, she could play everything. She could play, I mean, when we were in college, we'd play two-on-two in basketball, we'd win, and she could play football, golf, tennis. You were like the perfect you were like everything I'd, I ever dreamed of. Almost like we were made and for each more, other. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All right. So rhythm number five. I, I really love rhythm number five. Cover each other's mistakes. And, and I just want to say thank you for never putting uh, our fights on Facebook. I've had some of my friends who've told me that their wives have done that or, or they shared all their problems at work and and then later on, they found out about it. So thank you for, for covering my mistakes and, and not exposing them, not putting them out there. I'm not calling your mom every time I messed up again. Uh, I do appreciate that. So, so rhythm number five, cover each other's mistakes. And you see the meme there. This is from Game of Thrones, the little guy. Uh, when your girl's in, in a bad mood and, uh, and she starts to take it out on you. And so you see him... Uh, I'm here to help. Don't eat the help. And he's looking at the dragon, you know. You're not a dragon, by the way. All right, this has nothing to do with you. All right? You've never been a dragon. This is just a meme. Okay, we're good. Okay. All right. Just a meme. First Peter 4.8. Love covers... A multitude of sin. So never belittle another person. Your children in front of other people, uh, obviously your spouse, your friends, your co-workers, or your boss, unless you want to get fired, uh, then that would be good. You know, tell, tell uh, all the workers everything is wrong with your boss, all their faults. That's a good way to end that job, end that employment. Uh, so, um, and, and especially, especially in front of her friends, her family, uh, that will, bam, that will, that will shut off. Because, you know, we all have them. We all have, have faults. We can't see our own, but we can see hers, right? Or she can see ours. And so um, it's best just to give grace and to say, you know what, this is what I love about you. Of course, you don't have any faults, so you're, you're good. Um, so I don't have to worry about covering up yours. So this, this principle is for everyone else. All right. So Proverbs 19.11. I guess I better move on here. Uh, sensible people. When she's quiet, I know to move on. Have you all learned that, by the way? Yeah. All right. Proverbs 19.11, sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs, by overlooking offenses. So, you know, sometimes, you know, if it doesn't really matter, you know, it's, it's just not going to be repeated. Just give grace and move on. So there is an exception to this, and that exception is if you are in an abusive relationship. If there is physical or emotional battering and you don't feel safe at home, then the recommendation is to get out and get help. Yes. Don't just get out, but get help. Yeah. So if it's abusive and toxic, uh, then yeah, you, you, need to, you need to go get help. Yeah. All right. So number six, rhythm number six, serve one another. Well, I, I loved this meme. Uh, so uh, this, this man, he, 
he picks up his, his wife's cell phone, and uh, he says, well, I, I, I saw a contact that was saved in the phone. It said, food delivery guy. And, and so he says, I, I was hungry, so I dialed it to order the food, and it was his own cell phone that rang. So, <laughs> yeah. Galatians 5.13. No comment on that one. Wow. No, no comment. Uh, next time I'm doing the memes. Um, serve one another humbly in love. And uh, as I, I really like this one, um, that we need to find creative ways to be kind to each other. And I know there's only so many ways you can make brownies, but make brownies. Make triple fudge, quad triple fudge, extra chocolate. Just Yes, and share responsibilities for the home. You know those little babies that are running around in your home? Well, it took two of you to make them, so make sure that you have responsibilities shared yeah. for the raising of those little ones. I think I did okay in that, didn't I? You were a good daddy. Right. You are a good daddy, sorry. Thank you. Like even now, I actually wash the clothes now and put yeah. them in the dryer. Of course, the wash machine and dryer does all the work, but you know, I do put them in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're really good at that. Okay. All right. All right. Rhythm number seven. So uh, be consistent as you serve one another. So you see there the meme of the little guy, and he's thinking, and, and he said, you know, I just read that 4,890,677 people got married last year. I don't want to cause any trouble, but shouldn't the number be even? You know, unless somebody married himself, right? Uh, so, you know, you know, be consistent uh, as, as you serve one another, as you do number six, uh, not just on special days like tomorrow, Valentine's Day. Now, don't miss those special days, by the way, because that'll be the end. But not just on the special days, birthdays, Mother's Day, you know, Father's Day, or... For me, uh, most of the time when I really made sure that I served you or did something special was I've blown it days. You ever have any of those? I've blown it days. So whenever I would uh, go and put flowers on the table, my sons would always say to me, so what would you do this time, Dad? <laughs> those are the I've blown it days. And, uh, but I didn't always just give you flowers on those days. All right. So uh, anyway, so Chocolate's <laughs> I, better, I better move on here. So a great marriage is doing the little things in a great way. A great marriage is doing the little things consistently every day because a little adds up over time. A little adds up. If you, if you keep doing it over and over every day, it's going to add up. And so as I was just kind of thinking about what would be an illustration of something that, that you would do every day that really adds up and then, wow, years later, 39 years, honey, wow. You know, it's really added up. Good job. All right. So uh, I thought about uh, when, when we decided to, to homeschool our children. Uh, I was 38. Luke was in second grade. And so I said, okay, honey, I, I, I'll be the principal. I'll be the enforcer. And I'll be the gym teacher. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we started exercising. We started doing three sets of push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks and and. Uh, and uh, knee bends. I know they have such fond memories of those days. Uh, and then uh, when I, just before I turned 40, uh, I would get a, a physical exam every 10 years, the only time I ever went to a doctor. And so the doctor said this to me. He says, well, you know, you're turning 40, which means, you know, things are, you know, I can see you're in really great shape now. You're very athletic. And, 
And I just want to prepare you that, you know, things are going to start breaking down now that you're going into your 40s. And I'm like, no, I don't come into agreement with that. And so even though I was exercising three days a week, I started running three days a week. And, uh, and I, I decided to add up those, those miles. So I went and I added up how many miles I've run, because I've not stopped. Uh, so it's been 20 years, and it's been over 12,500 miles. That means I've run to San Diego and back, San Diego and back. I'm in San Diego right now getting ready to run back to you guys again. <laughs> So, you know what, uh, uh, being, being a, a, a weekend warrior uh, exercise or whatever it is, it's not going to work. It's not good for you. They tell you, better to do 30 minutes a day, you know, than two hours on a weekend. Uh, and it's the same thing with your marriage. You know, it, it's, really, it's really every day, every day watching your words, every day being positive with your words, not always criticizing, not always saying you can do it better this way, um, uh, and, and, and doing things to serve one another. Um, it's, it's the little things that count. If you want a great marriage, do the little things in a great way. You have a great marriage or a great friendship, whatever the relationship. Th- these principles could be applied to any relationship, not just to a marriage. But being Valentine's Day tomorrow, we decided to kind of apply it to marriage. So rhythm number eight. Rhythm number eight, become self-aware. Now, I, have, I actually loved these. I got three memes here. You're going to love Well, maybe not. Anyway, you'll love them, all right? So the, the first one is this, this lady, they're, they're in bed, they're both thinking, and so she's thinking, I bet he's thinking about other women. And this is what he's thinking about. If Jesus stood on a river, would he stand still or move down the river like on a conveyor belt? Man, I could so identify with that. I mean... My mind just never turns off, especially at night. And so I love them. And then the next one, you know, she's thinking, oh, is he thinking about me as he's running? No. He's thinking about, if he sees another runner, he wants to pass him. I don't know how many times I saw a runner, I'm going to pass that one. You know, or even a car, you know. I was thinking about you, too, when I was running. Okay. And the, and the next one, uh, once again, you know, the lady, she, she's, she's thinking, you know, I, I bet he's thinking about another woman. And, and him, he's thinking about his boat. It has a spark. It has fuel. Why won't it work? Why won't it start? Yeah, I hear you, friend. Yeah, or car, right? All right, so know who you are and what you bring to the relationship. Be confident and be happy within yourself. Right? Not to be overly dependent on the other person. So it's important to do things together, and we're going to talk about that. But it's also important to go out with friends without the spouse or feel comfortable with your spouse going out with their friends without you. And, and you know, friends, they're like spice and flavoring to life. Yeah. And they add so much um, to you. And when you come back, you're actually a better person. You're more well-rounded. You're more enjoyable to be with. Um, and when you are overly dependent on your spouse, it becomes kind of a codependent relationship, right? So it's really important just to make sure that you have some times where you can get away and, and have fun. And it's good to have friends together as well. So you want to have mutual friends, mutual contacts, contacts, but 
But you, know, you want to have your, your friends and, you know, she's okay, and then, you know, you have your friends because you're not going to enjoy doing everything together. So things that, uh, uh, that you don't really like doing, like amusement parks, I'd go with my boys and we'd have a good time, and that was your, that was your day to be alone. Yeah, and we go axe throwing. Right, Aaron? Yeah. So rhythm number nine. Now, some of you are going to think, this is a bit odd. Lower your expectations. I love this meme. I think I'm good with this meme, by the way. I think I passed on this one. So you see the little boy who won third place? He's so excited. And the guy who won first place is like, what? So, so you see the happiness is a state of mind. So be careful of unrealistic expectations. So uh, when I uh, performed the wedding ceremony uh, for couples, um, I said, well, you know, I want to meet with you four times before the wedding, two times afterwards, because I don't want to just, you know, get you married. I want to help you to uh, make your marriage last, what we're talking about this morning. One of my sessions is all about lowering your expectations, because often what happens is two people go into a marriage and they're hoping that the other person is going to make them happy. Listen, what makes a happy marriage are two happy people. You bring that happiness together. So when you're overly dependent on that person to make you happy, then they're going to let you down. So you need to watch your expectations. Just be content and be thankful and appreciative for what they are bringing to the table. And for the most part, they're not going to change. You know, who they are, uh, they, they may be a little softer, right? I'm a little softer, but for the most part, that person that you married, 39 years ago, he's still in here. Yeah, but you're a big softy now. Oh, uh, big softy. Big one. Wow. Yeah. That's another fist bump on yeah. that one. I'll take it. Yeah, but we have unmet expectations and often unexpressed expectations. And people don't meet our expectations or our friends or our spouses don't meet them. We kind of expect them to be able to read our minds, right? To say, you should know. You should know. No, you have to verbalize it, right? So that makes a big difference, too. Yeah. All right, my turn. Yes, last one. Have fun together. So you see the meme up there. Um, So you see uh, married life summed up. So he wrote on on the cake, go away. You've already ate yours. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah, he does that. It's like if it's, no, if it's chocolate. If it's chocolate, then it's all his. Um, but everything but, else I'll share, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, all the vegetables. You were yeah, really you good at vegetables. sharing. Yeah, he's really good at sharing vegetables. Um, Here, but, you can have mine too, hon. But make great memories and do a variety of things that you enjoy together. And one of the things that we wanted to make sure about when we came up here today is not to leave the impression that we have it all together and not to leave the impression that we have a perfect marriage or a perfect relationship. We don't. We, we've had to work through some of these things. We've had to, we've had dark days, we've had dark weeks. And, you know, we've had to just be intentional about keeping moving forward. There's a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King, and he said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving. And that's what we want to encourage you all with in your relationships, um, that even if you're crawling, keep moving. It's worth it.
39 years, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! All right. I think we're going to make it to 40. I think we're making it to 42. Uh, see, I told you I'd, I'd prove your parents wrong. I told them. I said, we're going to do this. All right. So um, there, there is something that uh, she doesn't know about. She didn't know about uh, the Valentine's telegram. And, and there's another thing, too. Uh, <laughs> so um, Robin has been wonderful uh, over the years uh, in writing me Valentine's cards and, and birthday cards and, and these love notes. And, and, and she would hide them. On, and so she could have written one a month and I would find out my drawers underneath my pants or whatever. I never knew how long they'd been there. Uh, and so I've kept them. I have a folder, a really thick folder of all the love notes that Robin has, has, uh, has given me over the years. And one I had to print out because uh, it, was, uh, it was on her homeschool blog and she entitled it, I'm Married to a Great Man. And uh, I just want you to know, Robin, there have been uh, many days where I did not feel like a great man. I felt like a failure. Uh, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, I was discouraged. And I, I kept this, and I would read it, because you believed in me. So I, I want to read what she said. So, I'm married to a great man. There are many things that make him the greatest. But I have to say that the thing at the top of my list is the way he loves our children. He really is a good man. He hugs each of his boys. He holds their hands. He plays basketball with them. He coaches their team. He teaches, he teaches them about God and how to live according to his ways. He tells each of them how special they are and how God is going to use them. He tells them that someday they are going to grow up to be godly men. Someday they are going to be successful. Someday they are going to have godly wives and children. He gives them hope and direction. He is always on their side. If there is someone who ever threatens them, or gives them a hard time, he is there for them, protecting them and teaching them how to stand up for themselves, how to stand on their own. If they are sick, he is there praying over them. He protects our family night, our Friday family night, each week, and is faithful with the brownies and ice cream. Now, that didn't take too much uh, <laughs> discipline there. <laughs> No meeting is more important to him than that night's family night. He is a good man. And on top of all that, I know that he loves me. He buys me flowers and almost everything I've ever put on my Christmas list <laughs> or birthday list. I want to know what those almost what ones I missed. Oh, okay, sorry. He loves to hug me. And he tells me how special I am to him. That means the whole world to me. I am married to a great man. Thank you. So. That was nice. So I want you to stand with me.